Hey doulas, welcome to another episode of the Doula Road Trip Podcast. It is another Deja and Jario edition of the show. Hey y'all. And we wanted to do part two of our 2022 recap. So um, if you haven't already listened to the episode right below this one where we started to recap the year, um, we did talk about Q1 and Q2, which we explained in the previous episode. So um, basically, the year is broken up into four quarters. Each quarter has three months in it. So we did talk about um, January through March, and then we talked about April and through June. So that was in the last episode. So this episode, we're going to talk about Q3 and then Q4. So we are going to pick up with July. July was a juicy month for me this year. Like July Ooh. was probably my favorite month of this year. Like and so many good yes. things happened in July. What was it though? Before we even jump into Q3, um, specifically the month of July, mm-hmm. what do you think like brought us into the month? Because it was like July 1st. It wasn't like mid-July. Mm-hmm. It was like right when July started, the energy was high. So do you feel like anything was kind of like prepping us leading into that? Maybe. I kind of feel like already goal-setting conversations have started to happen. Um, I feel like that may have been when I was introduced to the 12-week year. Mm -hmm. And so starting to like reset, refocus, and realign and figure out what you wanted the next six months of the year. Mm -hmm. Because in my journal, like on July 1, I started writing out goals that I wanted to accomplish in the next six months. Mm -hmm. Now, reading the goals, needless to say, I was not focused on none of them happened but I did feel like a January new year new Mm. me type of energy Mm -hmm. I think too in July I also took a break Mm. so I was traveling in July I actually went to Pittsburgh and then I also went to Cincinnati and I love traveling and I feel like it may have been the reset that I needed the sun the different scenery connecting with new people connecting with some of my favorite people in my family so yeah it was definitely a reset kind of like new year vibe for me in July what about you what do you think the energy was in July no I felt that especially on the business side of things definitely that planning had been in place I mean we've we've been working together been in planning mode but that really intentional like Mm -hmm. okay on on this day we're gonna do this for this week we're gonna do that like through May and June, we were really like hard, like, let's put a plan in place. Let's see what we're going to do. Um, and so on the business side of things, then July was like, we had the wave crashing in from everything we had been putting into it before that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just personally, um, I was around like second trimester. So still feeling good and still high energy, still like, for sure. Uh, you know, at the cutesy part of pregnancy when you're not too tired, but you're showing enough. So people are like, oh, you know, hey, girl. So I think it was just a mixture of, you know, like, and then like you mentioned, we're traveling, family reunions are around this time. So it just felt good, like a good life balance of personal yeah. things happening, but also business things like the the residual effects coming from what we had put into it, you know, those months prior. Yeah, I agree. Um, July was the month that we decided to do the virtual doula course. So really, we didn't decide. So the virtual doula course was always supposed to be Deja's thing. And then Deja said, we should do it together. And I was like, are you sure? Mm -hmm. I think was like the energy around it because of the fact that it was her idea. It was her baby. She had been asked to do it so many times. And two, because you were in your second trimester of pregnancy. And so I was like we would be up against 
the gun if right. <laughs> we wanted to pull off a virtual doula course. And so, yeah. And you were very much so like, no, I'm certain. I don't know what that was about. I have no idea what that was about. That Me felt either. like now's the time. Like after yeah. years, at least a year plus of people saying, hey, tell yeah. me more about this, that at this moment, um, like you said, when I'm about to have this baby pretty soon, I'm trying to say, let's essentially have another baby, right? Because we need to do all the prepping and planning for something that's going to be birthed mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I don't know. The energy was good. But as far as um, us doing it together, it just felt right. It was like, this is how it was always supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And probably the hesitation I had always had leading up to this point Um it made sense. You filled in the pieces for me. It was just Mm -hmm. the ideas were there, the, um, the practice of supporting clients and like all the pieces that need to go into the content of it. But something was just like, not yet, not yet, or something's off. And so I don't know, girl, something through our collaboration, something, the pieces that you pull out of me again, that push and pull that we do with each other. It was like, no, this is right. And the audience is right. It's ready now. The people are here for it now. Um, and we're just, I mean, you're always like, um, you're not my yes, man. We always say that to each other. You don't yes me. So that was the other thing. I was like, I know I have Very somebody true. right here who's going to be completely a hundred percent honest, regardless of the mm-hmm. fact of being friends and we're business partners. You're going to tell me like, Mm-mm, girl, like this, we need to do a little more right here, or this is not it. And so it, yeah. it just felt right. And once we made that decision, things kept rolling and kept clicking. I think that July and us deciding to do the virtual doula course taught me how quickly you can go from like idea to like seeing it act out like mm-hmm. right in front of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the past when I created online courses, I made it way more complicated probably than it had to be mm-hmm. by trying to do so much in order to plan and prepare, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that we went about it was really, I feel like we focused more on marketing on Mm -hmm. my end. You focused more on content, but I would even say there, like, it wasn't even like we did a big, long, elaborate, like outline of what the course would be and what people would get. We definitely didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. We picked a platform and we decided to just move forward and to focus on what will people get mm-hmm. and how quickly can we get this up and in front of people and get this started. And so it was a lot of fun to figure out how to get people into the course to test some things. And I remember being like, we're going to get students in this course. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when we're mm-hmm. going to get students in this course and to just stay positive, stay consistent, and don't be afraid to repeat the message as many times as it takes. I've seen so many people put something on social media one time and then they say they marketed it. And it's like, well, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't actually. Like you share something on social media one time. And so having to do like webinars live and to put them on a podcast to put them on youtube and to really be responsive to people in the comments and really bring the students in and let people know it was available it was a little bit nerve-wracking i will say especially when we started talking about messaging people who we know to say we're offering this thing but Mm -hmm. it was a really really good exercise for me and like creating a course, marketing a course, selling a course, and then serving inside of a course. And 
our students like really, really showed up, showed out and really enjoyed the course. And so, yeah, it was beautiful to be a part of the process. And it was so much simpler this time around. Still took some time. Yeah. Still took some time, but not as much as it did when I tried this solo. So same thing, same lesson learned Mm -hmm. lesson from that, that I grabbed was to just do it just like Nike to just do it and to take Mm -hmm. a step. I want to say the day that I, you know, we put all the pieces together. We start talking about it. We were, you know, like you said, like, don't say it once. Like we were saying it multiple times and it was still kind of like, do people want this? Even though people had said, I want this, I want this. When are y'all going to teach it? When's this coming out? Um, still getting to that point of like, do people really want this? And I want to say it was probably one day I was kind of like feeling the most defeated. Like, I don't know if we made the right choice. I don't know if this was the direction we should have went with the course was the day that the first person signed up for it. So lesson learned, right. Paid in full. Mm -hmm. Lesson learned is to just do it. Just do the thing. Um, see how it feels, see what comes from it. If it's a total bust and it wasn't the right direction, at least you know something, right? And not um, plan the what ifs in your head is the main thing that I got from us launching the course was like, just do it. Literally just do it. You'll figure out pricing. You'll figure out what's going to go in there. You'll figure out how to make it better. But you have to take a step. You literally have to take the first step. Yeah, no, 100%. I just got a message two days ago from somebody who I must have been messaging hard around that time in July because the message I sent this person was from July and mm-hmm. they just responded saying that they were interested and mm. to send more information. I haven't responded, mm. but just to show that like it is something people want, people definitely want it and sometimes people may take a while, like right. a while, while to get around to the offer, but yeah, if it's tested and if it's validated and if the people have asked for it, eventually the people will show up. So, yeah, that was really, really good. Um, I think that I started testing um, some things. So my agency, the third agency relationship that I've had in my dual career actually came to a close um, around this time in the year. And I won't get into the details in this episode, but what I will say is that I decided to start testing out an agency model that I learned about on a podcast. And so this agency model is one where you basically get an inquiry and you send that inquiry to another doula who is taking clients. And if the doula books that client, then they basically pay you a referral fee. And so I presented this to somebody who I knew who I had in my training earlier in the year. She was like, absolutely. I would love to like try this out with you. And so this was like the beginning of us testing this model. I had so many inquiries in July. I don't know what was going on, y'all. I promise you it was like 11 inquiries, 11 or 12 inquiries in July. Inquiries were raining from the sky. I also decided to randomly like test something that I never tested before which is I don't know if you guys have seen like Google ads Mm -hmm. but basically Google ads is like sometimes when you type in something in Google and say you say how to start a doula business and then like your first search results are like ads so Mm -hmm. people have paid to um, be in front of you anytime you type in doula business right maybe they have a coaching program or maybe they're a doula training organization or maybe it's a podcast right and so these are the search results that come up at the top I actually paid for google ads and got like 
two inquiries like that called me on my phone like that same day like within like 24 hours or so of me like posting that which was absolutely insane to me I've never done Google ads before I had no idea what I was doing but I was like hey I'm gonna put a little money in and see what happens and I had two people call me like that same weekend so I started just testing things and also trying to see like what direction I really wanted to go in with my doula practice, what would make me happy, how can I start to collaborate and to co-serve like um, clients in the community. And so that did turn out well. We're not still using the same model. We're actually still working together, but in a completely different model. And Google ads, for some reason, it's not working the same for me mm-hmm. as it did back in July. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I have um, a Google expert who can support me with like fixing that. So really, really excited about um, that because I probably wouldn't have gotten the courage to do it if we weren't talking about the virtual doula course and we were planning to experiment with marketing there. It gave me some bravery to kind of market and experiment in my local in my local doula practice. So, yeah again y'all just do it y'all have to try again we're not we obviously are not talking from a place of uh we figured it all out this is in real time um i think that's been the theme all year really is like us grabbing each other by the arm like we're just gonna try it and see what it looks like and test things out um because you just you'll never know and like you said like something as simple as that turned around um, somebody who's interested leads from expecting parents who are not connected, probably, you know, like we as doulas mm-hmm. know where to search for holistic things and maybe a sleep consultant or we're at least connected with a referral base of people who we can find those things. But forget that Absolutely. there's people in the community who may have heard about a doula, but have no idea like where they're supposed to start with that search. And so google right miss dr google for everything and finding all the information Mm. on there um yeah another thing that came up during this time that i feel like um in q3 was like a lesson um and something that we really leaned into that that plays into like personal life but also showed up like business wise was asking better questions Uh, i feel like around this time for me personally a lot was going on during my pregnancy. So I was real happy. Everything was great. Um, and then I just had like some of these small instances, some family stuff, some real like um, moments where I had to pause and evaluate um, how I want to show up, who I want to keep interacting with. And I remember you asking me um, questions around this time that just, it creates that pause. And I know business-wise, when we were coaching people around this time, the questions that we would ask would seem to lead to a lot more clarity for people and a lot more Mm -hmm. solutions that they would come to for themselves versus when we just gave them direct coaching, like, Hey, here's the breakdown. Here's the strategy. It seemed like once we started leaning into a few more questions to get stuff out of people and say like, Hey, tell me more about why you feel like you can't connect with this person or tell me more about uh, why you haven't, done anything since you left training two years ago once we started asking more of those questions it cleared some stuff out to be able to make room for people to hear things that we want to share with them so Mm -hmm. asking better questions came up and we had a whole episode that we dedicated specifically to Mm -hmm. how to ask better questions 
Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I think that that has been like one of the benefits of us being together and working together is that you're the question queen. And I think I have been the unsolicited advice queen. And so <laughs> I have definitely started to lean more into asking questions rather than giving advice or giving strategy. And it's, shown a lot even in the people that we've got the opportunity to coach this year just asking a question rather than giving advice and you would think in like a coaching relationship people Mm -hmm. are coming to you for advice um and just for me I had to realize that in coaching people aren't coming to you for advice they're coming to you for you to help them come to the answer that they already have deep Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. and so just to uncover that answer and so um, I think I'm always giving answers when what people really need is better questions to discover for themselves what the answers are. So that kind of helped me transform like the way that I coach. And we actually did have some fantastic coaching clients this year. And I was afraid to call myself a coach. Mm-hmm. I felt like an imposter around like, am I a doula coach? Like, am I helping doulas with their business? And do I have the right to call myself that? Have I been doing this long enough? Have I served enough clients? Um, Do I know enough about business? And so I feel like being able to coach people. And I feel like for whatever reason, with all of our mentees, like they are always moving so much faster and like achieving so much more than I had at the point that I was where they are now. And so I was like, oh my goodness, like this is incredible to see and to be able to witness. So it was like a super, super honor to be a part of some other doulas journeys who are like full time in doula work and really passionate and encouraging and inspiring them to keep going and to not quit and giving strategy where appropriate and just listening um, for the most part and supporting people and finding their own answers. It's doulaing in a new realm. So mm. it was a really, really cool opportunity to be able to coach and to come from the beginning of the year where we were coaching people for free mm-hmm. and then now to this Q this Q3 part of the year where it's like oh okay no now we're charging we're setting the standard we know what our value is and even if I'm afraid I'm just gonna put it out there borrow some belief and and see what happens so yeah it was it was cool to be a newbie and to be newborn again in that area of business. So, yeah. Mm, Well, you brought this one up, something that we talked about a lot around this time um, between Mm -hmm. August through September, which is the fact that we're always manifesting Um, Mm -hmm. the fact that the conversation I feel around manifestation or law of attraction is kind of this, um, you know, if you sit down and you do your vision board or you're really intentionally conscious in this moment, thinking about something like that's how you manifest, but forget Mm -hmm. the fact that even when you are moving about your day and you're upset about this, or this person made you mad, or um, you're starting to have this disbelief, like we're always at every point manifesting. Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me what around this time clicked for you that you were really like, that was becoming more aware. So in July, my car broke down and it was a transmission. It was like a super expensive thing. And I think that I wanted to go out immediately and get another car. 
and I wanted to fix the problem. So I wanted to fix my car. I was running into a brick wall with that. So then I was like, okay, so maybe I should figure out how to get a new car. And I was feeling really desperate. Of course, as a birth doula, you have birth clients. And so it's like being a carless doula is not going to be possible. I do remember having this conversation and deciding that instead of trying to push through and fix my car or push through and get a new car at that moment that I would actually do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I would stay carless and just share my husband's car. And it's so crazy because I didn't really like know like what that would look like or if that would even work. But I did know that in the desperate, upset, frustrated, mm-hmm. confused energy that I felt, like mm-hmm. it probably wasn't the best time to make any like financial decisions mm-hmm. or any decisions at all, which is so unlike me. Um, like in the past, if something would happen with my car, my car go up and smoke. Okay. Sold it to the junkyard and a new whip within like 72 hours. Like absolutely no problem. Like that's the type of energy that I'm typically on. Like, how can we fix this? How can we move through this? How can we bulldoze through the problems and the challenges and the obstacles and get what I want? And so, yeah, I had to make a conscious decision just to sit down, just to be quiet, just to observe and to actually do nothing. So even to the day, my car is still in my dad's driveway um, and it's still not working. I do have a new car now. Thank God that just happened. But it took months, actually, of me mm-hmm. not having a car and sitting and being still and being quiet and waiting on the moment and the right time to pursue like getting another car. So, yeah, I I solved my own problems and I, I thought that I was solving my own problems well, but it was so many times where I was getting a solution and it's like, you got what you want, but it wasn't what you mm-hmm. wanted. And I got so sick of that feeling. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should break the pattern of mm-hmm. going out, rushing, moving and doing things when I'm not in an aligned energy. So, so yeah, I took a long, long carless pause. Um, I just got a car. It was two days before Thanksgiving. So went months with just, depending on other people and filling up other people's tanks and being Mm -hmm. super gracious, Uber and Lyft when I needed to. And it was interesting to be without a car for the first time since I was like 19, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I I love what you said because you told me that around that time, as far as the decisions that we make, um, I'm of the belief that there's no really right or wrong decisions in life. I think a lot of time we can put like a lot of pressure on ourselves when it's a moment of, should I do this? Should I do that? And feeling like I might make the wrong decision. But what you said mm-hmm. of, it's just about the energy, like where are you at? The decision that you're making, where, like, what are you feeling at this time? And at least moving from a place of pure, good, everything works out type of energy and not because mm-hmm. I can do that too. Like we're going to make this work. Like, I don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you telling me that around that time and that brought a lot of, a lot of clarity, a lot of comfort, which is hard though, to be in the middle of crisis sometimes. And then, mm. oh, I'm supposed to be still right now and at least get to a grounded space before moving and making decisions. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's really interesting, too, is that I feel like the energy from July, like carried into August, because I still felt really, really good energy in August. And for whatever reason, I started to realize that I wasn't doing postpartum doula work. Mm 
And I missed it. Like, I was like, I really want a postpartum doula contract. And the minute I started, like, thinking about postpartum doula work, like, it manifested, like, one of my birth doula clients, like, texted me, which is seemingly out of the blue, but I know nothing is by mistake. And she said, hey, I'm looking for an overnight postpartum doula. Do you know anybody? And I'm like, why is my birth doula client mm-hmm. not know that I'm a doula who is a birth doula and also a postpartum doula? And so that made me realize that maybe I'm not saying enough all of the things that I offer and making my clients aware of the fullness mm-hmm. of what's available to them by hiring me as a doula. So that's a lesson that I learned for sure that I want to share with other doulas as well. Some of y'all do too much and nobody <laughs> will remember it, <laughs> um, but that's okay. Um, just creating some sort of list of the services that you offer, maybe the top three most popular services. And as your clients are transitioning out of, you know, birth, you've been to the birth, the birth went how it went, you guys are processing, you're in the postpartum follow-up period. This is a good time to have in your process to, you know, thank the client, of course, like let them know as well that, you know, at this point, a lot of people do find themselves needing this service, this service, and this service. We do offer all of these services. Mm-hmm. This is how you can book and we can continue the relationship if you would like to. Here are the resources that a lot of people end up needing. Uh, chiropractor, pelvic floor therapist, um, IBCLC or other lactation consultant, like whatever that looks like as people transition from birth into postpartum. So I realized that that is not a part of my process and it definitely needs to be because how many clients have probably thought they could use postpartum support or they would have been open mm-hmm. to hiring an overnight postpartum doula, especially if it was me mm-hmm. and I, I'll never know, you know? So that came up and that ended up being beautiful because we worked together from August all the way through uh, the beginning of November, which was absolutely insane. Um, the, how long the relationship lasted. I had no idea that that was going to happen. Um, and to be honest, it was really cool to see a carless postpartum doula make it to every single shift at least 10 minutes early oh, without a problem. True. So, um, you know, guys still taking care of babies and fools. So, so yeah, I was like, okay. So I manifested a postpartum doula contract and just got re-energized around postpartum doula work after not having had a contract for a while especially overnight it's definitely been a while Mm, I like that I like what you shared I feel like a lesson that I learned even though I haven't been in the season of um, taking care of people in that way since I was pregnant getting ready Mm -hmm. for my own birth similar to what you just said like what are the gaps that we might have in the support that we're offering or the communication Mm -hmm. and the follow-up um it's kind of like a lesson that I learned from what I received. So people were following up with me. So I might inquire with somebody about birth photography or, um, hey, I'm thinking about whatever X, Y, and Z things for my own pregnancy and birth experience. Um, but for whatever reason, maybe I don't move forward with them or they don't have space in their calendar. Um, but throughout my pregnancy and even now postpartum, um, people were following up like, hey, and not, not, hey, here's the service necessarily, but hey, I'm checking in on you to see 
how your pregnancy is going. Hey, I'm checking in to see, did you have that baby? And so it was a lesson for me, like, hey, when you get back into this role, how many, again, the gaps that are being left from just following up with people who may not have been that client, it might not have been anybody that you booked, um, but somebody who just inquired and said they were interested or you didn't have the space for them, but just giving them that little nudge because it just, it pops back up in their inbox, whatever you're using to communicate. Um, mm-hmm. So you get back on that person's radar. So similar to what you just said, I, I've noticed a lot being the consumer of like, oh, here's how I can make, you know, my doula business and the way I'm showing up for people better um, by yeah. just being in the seat of what does this feel like and, and what do I like? What am I experiencing? What is not happening? Um, but definitely that piece of what you said, where's the communication and not feeling like, uh, not feeling like, oh, I'm saying too much to this person or, mm-hmm. okay, I was just their birth doula, but am I doing too much by telling them I have postpartum support when nine times out of 10, like you said, if I trust you enough in my birth space and now I'm having um, these needs in the postpartum time, like we know families have, um, thank you. You know, thank you for telling me that you offer this support because I know first time around my first daughter, if my doula had told me you do any type of postpartum, I'd be like, please, like, please come back over here because a lot of people are are lost in that time and don't know that there is support, you know, during that season for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that may be something, too, that you just brought up about follow up that I learned in Q3 is that I'm not nearly as organized and systematized as I I would like to be. Um, It's not something that's my strong suit. So I'm definitely probably going to have to hire somebody to support me around that. But following up with people who didn't choose to move forward, I have enough trouble keeping up with the (laughs) folks that did. So um, especially this year has taught me um, how important systems like systems are and having like a systemized way in which you have like people I don't know if people know remember like the flow chart from like back in the day when you were in school and like you start at the top and then it's like like so and so decides to do mm-hmm. this then go yeah. this way so and so decides to do this then go that way and like yeah. it's a whole like list of like things that people get based on like the decisions that they make and for me like thinking that way through my business I definitely need to and to put the system in place because I found that I am the bottleneck in my business so me getting the inquiry sending the emails doing the follow-ups booking the consultations going to the consultations doing a consultation follow-up answering all of the questions that come after the consultation where people were supposed to ask questions but now they didn't interview five other doulas and mm-hmm. now they got other questions right so it's just like so many steps and so many things that are happening and then I'm trying not to go too long without saying hey, how did it go? Like, are you still interested? Like, and so constantly keeping up with that on top of all of the communication for the podcast. And so just realizing how unorganized my digital life is in my business and then how much better it could be in the podcast as well. Um, We did put together some systems in place for the podcast. We got together like a podcast guest check sheet that we create that we send people who want to be on the show. Um, I did some things with the calendar where when people book, I ask additional questions. And so we did a little bit um, this year with that, but in my doula business, it's still a gaping hole there. So definitely learned how important systems are. I actually lost a contract, which is bad because I had 18 hour language in a contract and Mm -hmm. I was at a birth for 36 hours 
And I could not remember what rate I said I would bill people, how fast I would bill them. I couldn't remember anything and I couldn't find the contract. So needless to say, um, I, I did get in my own way with my lack of systems and organizations this year. And it almost uh, cost me a relationship probably going smoother um, and definitely almost cost me cost me money. So just want to throw that out there about people like me who are super visionaries and don't do systems and automation in, in, in minute details. Um, definitely get somebody in to do it. Mm-mm-mm. Well, with that, I feel like when you're talking about the minute details, the things that sometimes get missed, um, mm. this wasn't on my radar either. So a big lesson that I feel we both learned and we talked about on the podcast is the fact that passive income is not really passive. So we mm. launched the virtual doula course. Um, we taught in the month of August and we were wrapping up um mid-September, somewhere in September. And towards the end, the question came of like, okay, you know, things are coming to a close. My baby is quickly on the way. So this is not going to be taught live anytime soon again. Um, And so what does this look like to take everything that we taught, everything, all the resources, um, and make it passive so that somebody can come, they can watch it, get what they need. And then the realization that there was still more steps after having done all this thing, all these things. Mm. Um, it's not as simple, right? As mm. create the thing and then voila, this, you know, this passive income shows up to your bank account while you're sleeping. Uh, so I feel like that was a big, not a big lesson learned. I think maybe it was looming that we knew that, but to be in the moment of we're we've done the thing we took the steps okay we clap in and patting ourselves on the back and then okay there's still a little bit more work to do before this just goes on rinse and repeat for other people to again learn how to become a virtual doula yeah I think you're absolutely right about passive income wow I love the concept it is a lot of upfront things and steps that have to be completed. And I'm with you about the fact that what happens after you do all of these like things. So we had like a founders sort of like cohort come through and we got all of the feedback. I think that the other thing that I realized is that keeping in contact with people who have already purchased something from you is just as important even in passive income as it is as like being Mm -hmm. a doula so like what's our like postpartum plan after people have gone through the birthing Mm -hmm. process of going through our course and getting all of this information maybe landing clients maybe making a plan to land more clients maybe just finding out more about virtual doula work and putting some pieces together like where is a soft place for them to land and like how do we continue to keep in contact with them and to continue to support them um, just like we would if they were a birth doula client that right. had signed on and then decided not to do postpartum doula work, but we still want to know like how they're doing with the with their new family and their growing, um, growing season of their life. So yeah, for sure, I was like, I feel like the students don't have a soft place to land, and so we had to kind of create that quickly. And then also too, how do we then usher in more students? who are craving this information and need this support in order to move to the next step of their doula journey online. So it was a lot to consider and do that I hadn't 
thought about. <laughs> um, and so the offboarding and the continuance of the relationship, for sure, for sure, was a big thing. And just full transparency there, y'all, um, that was one of those things in my late trimester, third trimester self was like, yeah, let's let's do everything right before I have this baby and then quickly realize, again, how much was required. Um, yeah. So just, just a little tidbit for those of y'all who are considering doing things to absolutely do it. Again, take the steps because, you know, we're at the point that we have the, the content, everything's done, but yeah. um, there's still a little bit more on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like too, it's awesome to be able to try something and then do it better the next time. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that was a big lesson for me in um, Q3 is that it's okay to do something again and do it better. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of times like people don't want to cross the street until all of our ducks are in a row. And sometimes you just have to cross the street and then be like, oh, okay, well, when I cross the next street, maybe I will come to the crosswalk. Maybe I will press the button. Maybe I will wait. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So unfortunately doing something when you are short on time because the baby is coming and maternity leave is around the corner, maybe best because then you don't have all of the time in the world to overthink. But at the same time, you do still get the opportunity to do it better <laughs> the next year or the next quarter or whatever it is. So yeah, I I love that Listen, about, about this quarter. <laughs> maybe that was me subconsciously like, if we launch this course right before I had this baby, we're going to have to like execute on all the things. That was probably me. In the I back agree. Of my head. It removed excuses for sure. <laughs> Having a serious impeding deadline removed mm. all excuses. And I think sometimes that's a good thing to do something that puts your back up against the wall and removes excuses. So I'm happy we did it. Q3 was a lot. Is there anything that you feel like happened that we didn't touch on from Q3? No, I think we're good on Q3. Yeah, I think we're good. Q4, y'all, which is September through December, October through December. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. We are still in. So we are still in Q4. We are. Um, December, before we get into kind of the breakdown, um, just the gist of like this time in the year, a lot of people slow down, it's holiday time, Mm -hmm. um, being with families, it's colder outside. Um, but we already share again, this is the anniversary time for the Doula Road Trip podcast It's our anniversary and our collaboration. So just this time as a whole feels like slowing down, we're reflecting, Mm -hmm. we are making space for what comes next you know like what are other people saying what felt good this year um do you feel that same way because I know we talked about that last year like this period in time usually feels like a lot of downloads happen a lot of things come to us around this time so do you still feel like we're in that space or do you feel things are different uh good question I do feel like it's a double-edged sword and we've even talked to other doulas about this it's a wanting to slow down and then also the fear that if I start to slow down and say no to things, then when will those things come back around, especially when it's income generating things? So I feel like yes and no. So I actually was still working in October. So my overnight postpartum doula contract was supposed to end on one day and then it got extended and then it got extended again. And so I just kept saying yes, because I was like, so afraid of like, when was the next overnight postpartum doula client going to come? I didn't have anybody lined up. 
And so out of fear of like, what if it doesn't come for a while? What if it is another year before the next one? I kept saying yes. I will say too, we also got a birth doula client who reached out to us and was due within two weeks of reaching out to us. (sighs) So it was like a super last minute emergency sort of like, uh, I need to find a doula right now because my circumstances have changed. And that was insane as well. So um, I probably wouldn't have done that if I didn't have a partner doula who I'm now with and everything works out beautifully um, with the overnight contract coming to an end at the very, very beginning of November and us not having any clients November or December. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm in the midst of the rest, I ain't gonna lie, I'm resting from doula work, but I do have another independent contractor role that has absolutely nothing to do with birth work Mm -hmm. because I probably won't independent contract as a doula Mm -hmm. for an agency. I won't say ever again, but I'm going to say for a number of years, I've probably run through all of the agencies that have in my small town anyway, and it's just Mm -hmm. not working out. (laughs) So I'm still independent contracting, but in a different industry, which I highly recommend um, for doulas as well. We'll talk about that on another episode. So I am resting though from doula work. I do feel good about resting now. It's December the 8th when we're recording this. And so I haven't had a birth client since October, but at the same time, I'm prepping my birth doula clients that I have for February. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a light, light little rest. Um, I'm still doing prenatals and still doing some communication, but I do feel like this is something that I'm probably going to do every single year where it's like November and December. I'm not taking anybody with November or December due dates. Mm-hmm. I will consider doing overnight, probably contracts lightly, but um, I think it is important to have a rest and a reset and probably to start planning for that in January. That way the fear of like, what if I don't get another client? Maybe we'll be at bay. I guess I'll see in 2023, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, how that ends up working out. So I'm lightly working. I'm lightly resting. But yeah, I I do feel good about the fact that it's COVID, it's flu, it's strep season, it's Oof, the holidays yes. and RSV. And I'm at home mm-hmm. chilling with like no real doula responsibilities other than some light hey girl how was your appointment like Mm -hmm. so yeah I I do feel good about that Hmm. interesting I know we talked about that all year almost I think that was something Mm -hmm. on our radar from the beginning of the year of planning for the rest and this was before I got pregnant this was just like no I think this time is a good time for us to get quiet enough to be able to Um, again, do that reflection and to see, to not be in doing mode, to be constantly moving so much where you can never Mm -hmm. have that pause to really assess what felt good and what didn't feel good. Um, And not just in a way of, you know, you get to January 1st and what are all my goals and my resolutions. And I think the things that sometimes people don't knock out and execute on because it kind of was this, again, new year, new me, something that you didn't really get to reflect on. Maybe why didn't that work last year already? Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, that intentionality. So I 
can appreciate this rest because we planned it out and now it just perfectly lined up with the time that, you know, I had this baby. So I just wanted yeah. to check in and see how you were feeling because I know we've been waiting for this period the whole time. And I feel like uh, I'm a very productivity person. Like I get my, mm. I feel my best when I'm doing. And if I'm not doing, it's kind of like uh, the guilt almost of like, I'm not doing right now. And is this really productive? Is the rest really supportive? Um, but it is, it, it really is when you, when you look back and be able to see what came from that, because things are still happening. I think lesson learned again. So I will say that. So Q4 lesson for me, as I've been on maternity leave, as I've been having to sit down, just be with this baby, focus on my healing, um, is that things are still happening in the rest. Things are still happening on my behalf in my personal life. Um, business-wise, things are still working out in my favor, even if I'm not up and doing and talking to all the people. Um, and so I don't know who needs to hear that during this time in the holidays. We can It can feel like you're taking these breaks or you want to be with your family, um, but just know like things are still happening for you. Those ripples that you caused you know, a month ago at the beginning of the year, whatever those intentions were, that wave is still going to carry out. It's going to come to you because you put that intention out before. Yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like that's an awesome way to leave it unless you have any other thoughts. No, y'all just know um, we'll be back. I'll actually share the details of what's been going on for me around this time. Um, with this baby because this you know all the doulas who are out there like what's going on and what happened um, the short answer I had my baby at home how I've been planning all this year to do um, but there's a lot more to that a lot more complexity to that and yeah we'll be back to talk about that in a more detailed episode yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, thank y'all so much for listening and super excited to dive into 2023 plans and goals and what we want to get into. So I'm really excited about that on the upcoming episode. We will talk about that because I know this is the time of the year where people are like, okay, what's, what am I going to get popping for next year? A lot of people are going to do the training, already have their trainings paid for and on the books for March and are wondering what to do. And then we have people who have trained um, in Q3 and Q4 of this year and now are trying to figure out how do I get this business launched and ready. So we are going to talk about if we were to start over today um, in December of 2022, what we do differently as doulas. And we will talk about that on the next episode of the podcast. And we'll also talk about some goal setting um, and how to really put things into place to reach your goals and for that to be effective for you. We'll also talk about the 12-week year, the book that we talked about before. So we'll dive into all of that on a future episode of the podcast as well. So stay tuned. Definitely follow, subscribe, share with all of your friends, the doulas who you like and the doulas who you don't. Definitely five-star <laughs> review. If you feel like we deserve five stars, we would absolutely love that. And we are wishing you guys like the most incredible, incredible December. December is just such a magical month of the year. So many things just get unlocked and leveled up in December. It's just absolutely insane. So hope it's a lot of fantastic downloads for you guys as well. That's for sure. I can't wait to see you. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon.